Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is the big one, episode 100. Yay! Spinoff episodes. Oh, okay. My name is Jimmy, and I am awful at keeping up with the series after I'm talked into them on Talk Me Into. My name is Jeff, and because it was funny, I used to chase my younger brother around the yard with a machete. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I'm very particular about my apple varieties. I hate him so much, Jimmy. It was written down. I cannot stand him. I, he, when we got here today, he comes in the room eating an apple like, this is the best apple I've ever had. You want to guess what kind of variety? And I think I said cosmic. Yeah, something. And I don't know what you said. I forgot what it's called. Sweet Tango. Sweet Tango. And then it's half eaten. We're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. We probably shouldn't even be here today recording in the same room. He, he hands me the apple says you want a bite no i don't want your corona apple i handed you the side that had not been bitten yet but also (laughs) jimmy off mic just mentioned how he's like my name is dan and i like this so and so like every single week it's just about food i wrote this down like four days ago i'm not even exaggerating i hate it i I don't like it i so i learned about this variety of apple on a podcast about apples yeah i heard about them years ago and i've had them (laughs) in the past of course you listen to a podcast about apples. the greatest apple it's the crunchiest crispest it's like biting into glass that's how good it is biting into jimmy you want to bite into glass have a sweet tango apple just a big old crunch it crunches so loud that i've been into an apple in my office with the door closed and someone outside said everything okay (laughs) i hate his so much i forgot what me and you even said jimmy i don't even remember Jimmy was, said he's bad at following up on TV shows he was talked into, which I agree. You oh, are bad yeah, at that. I'm totally really bad. We all are, I think. I'm better at it than you guys realize. I don't talk about it a lot because in case we decide to do follow-up episodes, but I engage in a lot of things I've been yeah, talking into. Yeah, some stuff. Mostly I music try. is easier, but yeah. TV shows is a little hard. I agree with the music. Oh, my God. So cool. that's it. Big <laughs> episode 100. Yeah. Here we are. Okay, fellas, we're 100 episodes in, baby. Okay, I just have to say, how am I going to launch this? Okay, fellas, the I meant exact like going thing that forward. you say everything. No, I mean like, okay, so we're 100 episodes in, which I just want to like congratulate us. Thank you guys. Oh. You know, I want to take a moment this episode to to pat you guys oh, on the Jeff's back. Still clapping. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of work you know. to do what we're doing. Especially this podcast, we, we we have to consume a lot of media. It takes time out of our personal lives. Jeff, you got a wife, you got a baby on the way. I really yes. appreciate you taking the time. You've never messed up. You've never showed up unprepared. Jimmy, yeah. you take more time than all of us. You do all the production, the editing. We would not be here without you. Aww. I really appreciate everything you've done for the podcast. You're welcome. So I just wanted to take that moment. But I also want to say, you know, the whole format of this episode is to look at uh, some of the common tropes of what happens when a program in particular, but any form of medium hits 100 episodes. 
it's a milestone. Yeah. Uh, it also leads to syndication, which there's really not any syndication for podcasts. Yeah. But uh, we're getting me on Fox, guys. Yeah. Are you excited? Fox News, Jim. Yes. Uh, but I think another thing that happens, what we're doing this episode is spinoff episodes. A lot of shows decide to spin off. They create backdoor pilots to try to just exponentially grow their, uh, yeah. you know, conquering of the medium. Yeah. Uh, but another thing that happens that you see a lot, something that I always hated growing up, clip shows. <laughs> so we had yeah. thrown around the idea of different ways to celebrate 100 episodes and and uh i think one of us may have thrown out the idea of a clip show and i is... don't want people to turn off so if you no, don't no. like clip shows there's there's timestamps because this is going to be a really fun episode for fans of the podcast yeah this is just a little brief segment instead of talking ourselves into we thought wouldn't it be fun to do a little clip segment of some of our favorite moments from the past 100 episodes so one that hit me right off the bat, I had to think with my heart, not necessarily my mind. You know, there's a lot of things I'm proud of and mentally think that, you know, we did a great job on. But the thing that jumped out immediately as a must have is Jeff and I, with the help of the Bruce Bros, talking uh, Jimmy into Bruce Springsteen. That was a good moment. Yeah. yeah. So I had a lot of fun. You know, that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I grew up listening to Bruce Springsteen with my dad, my uncle Keith. So to hear them come on and pitch Bruce Springsteen and their history, their love of Bruce Springsteen to Jimmy was one of my favorite things we've ever done. So in this clip, you can hear my uncle and my dad talking about their experiences seeing Bruce Springsteen live. Jeff and I are trying to talk Jimmy into Bruce Springsteen. But we can't do it on our own. No, we need backup. It's a big topic, Dan. We need backup from our two compatriots. Jeff and I have gone to the last several Bruce Springsteen concerts with my father, Five Star Brian, and my Uncle Keith, the Bruce Bros. So here with us today to talk <laughs> Jimmy into Bruce Springsteen are Five Star Brian. Five Star Brian in the house. <laughs> and my Uncle Keith. Hey there. And we four are the Bruce Bros. Jimmy, are you excited? I am super <laughs> excited for this. This is like an intervention. An intervention, yeah. yeah. Well, it's very important that you get into Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> So first, I want to start off with, let's ask the two elder statesmen of the Bruce Bros group that we are members of, how they first got into Bruce Springsteen. And I think chronologically, it starts with my Uncle Keith. Right. So Uncle Keith, when did you first hear Bruce Springsteen? Well, I had cable radio back in the day, and we used to get WNEY from New York. I was a junior in high school. And they started playing this Bruce song called Born to Run as a single before the album came out. And I really liked it, but I didn't think much of it. And then when I went, when I got a little bit older, I was a senior in high school. and Which is about 1976. Yes. And one of my friends brought Born to Run the album when it finally came out to my house and I liked it. So I bought it. I listened to it all summer and then... Darkness on the Edge of Town came out. I bought that. I went to the concert, and that's what started. And at some point, you introduced Bruce Springsteen to my dad, who's yes. your identical twin. So, Dad, when's the first time you heard Bruce? Uh, he went to a concert in 1978 when uh, um, Darkness came out, and he said it was the, one of the most amazing things he ever saw. So we went uh, the next time he came to New Haven, which was still in 1978. We sat in the last row at the New Haven Coliseum. The highest and worst seats in the house. And it was hmm. one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It changed my life. So when you guys think back, do you have a favorite um, 
Do you have a favorite, since we're both talking about live experiences, do you have a favorite live concert that you've seen? Well, I'm sure it's hard to narrow down because we should say you guys have probably been to. Do you have any estimates of how many shows you've been to? It's a lot. I've been to lots, close to 100. And in the day, I used to have a CD of every single concert he ever played. People would record them and burn them to CDs. When I first came into your life, Keith, now (laughs) we've, we've worked together. We know each other. We're colleagues. We're acquaintances. We're family. And when I, when I first met you, it was in this room because you used to live here and your computer setup was just Bruce concerts, just shelves of CDs of live Bruce shows. Yep. And it was very impressive. And I didn't even like Bruce back then because I wasn't introduced <laughs> to him. But I was like, wow, this guy loves Bruce Springsteen. So you guys are in the close to 100 region, you would estimate. I've probably seen him 30 times. 30? Yeah. One of the best shows I ever saw was in uh, New York in Albany at Christmas time. And he did some Christmas music as only Bruce can do. Amazing. Long four-hour show. What era was that? That would have been in the 80s. Yeah. And Keith, do you have any uh, moments that stand out to you live? Of course, the 1978 Darkness shows were really special. I enjoyed all of them. But I guess my favorite show was one of the first shows he did on the reunion tour. I was visiting a friend in California who went to see him in La- at the L.A. Forum. It was great. Wow, we just listened to that clip with you guys as well. And I remember all of those moments. <laughs> they were very fun to listen to. And rewarding. Yeah, it was. No, that was a really fun episode. I did like listening to that back. I liked being there, too, because I, I did hear a lot of those stories over the years, but hearing them just, like, gush over. Yeah, that's Seeing really Bruce, like, before I was even born. Super sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I had some trouble trying to pick just one, right? Because, like, the slop, cold open thing, whatever we did for <laughs> All Gas New Breaks was one of my favorite funny moments but that was only a few weeks ago like it was in our time in our time yeah so i'm not gonna pick that and there was like some other really funny stuff or like some good funny content we had like i remember jimmy one time talked about like making his bed and it was such a boring stupid talk myself (laughs) into like i wish he never said it but then i changed my mind because like we all made it fun yeah it became like this really funny thing so there's a lot of stuff to pick from but my favorite moment on this show ever and it's on youtube you can see it but it's when we had our friend ian on to talk him into trailer park boys and i told my two cuz friends here that i was expecting my daughter who uh is now born at this time of uh this podcast which you should tell her name jeff her name is jeff what are you talking yourself into this week visually that will be great for the listeners it's gonna be great it's you know like we always say sometimes we talk ourselves into big things Sometimes we talk ourselves into little things. This is just a small little thing, and I don't know how it's going to go over visually, but I am talking myself into becoming a father. Oh, shit. You're going to drop that on us over a (laughs) podcast, you piece of shit, friend? Over to to my friends, yes. Can you put that back up? Because my screen was ironically frozen. Yep, that's that's it right there. Oh, man. um, Congratulations. Thank you. Because of uh, quarantine, no no office would allow me to go to um, to see the ultrasound. So last week I had to cancel so I could drive to Pennsylvania where somebody actually let me in the room. Wow. So that's why uh, we postponed last week. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting and scary as f- Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Oh, my God. It is so 
unbelievably terrifying. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm already terrified. Constant. Ho- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, the train just. <laughs> you never get off. You know when you get off? When you die. That's when you get off. It's amazing. You're gonna love it. No, no. Listen, I will say this. It never stops being horrifying. You just re- get really good at turning the volume down on horrifying. Yeah. Like you get really good, like horrifying's constantly in the background yelling at you and you're like, I don't even hear it. What are you talking about? Um, wow. But uh, congratulations, man. Yeah. You're going to do great. You're going to be so happy. It's, it's tell it's Lindsay, uh, it's like, tell Lindsay congratulations. I will. It, it has like feet and stuff. It was like moving. <laughs> That's it's really thing. weird. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Oh, this is great because you talk to it more than I do. So you get to hear all of that, like basic um like existential realism that people get like when they have a kid like you know like i created a life like you, have to have a kid. <laughs> you know what i mean you're gonna have to that like he you guys are gonna be discussing things and he's gonna drop like well as a father i feel that he's, oh my god it's yeah but, so good. but ian it's like when someone it's like when someone discovers they're, they're an atheist and they're insufferable for six weeks you know what I mean? Where it's just like, they just want to be like, you know what? And it's like, oh, shut the, like, sorry, Jim. Yeah, but Ian, <laughs> this is Jeff. So the next time we'll hear about this kid is he'll be like, oh, by the way, my son's graduating college. <laughs> so I like, yeah, I le- just turned four. I legit had the conversation with Lindsay. I was like, I don't want to tell anybody until like, we're holding it. Just like a total surprise. <laughs> just be like, that is such oh, a here's, Jeff move. here's my child. This is, we made this. This is the the thing that is now in your life as well, everybody. So, uh, so how far how along is she? Uh, 11 weeks and three days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, how's your, how's your mom? She excited? Oh yeah. She screamed on the top of her lungs for like five <laughs> minutes straight. There's a video of it. It's pretty hilarious. I'll show you guys off uh podcast, how funny it is. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh well listen if you wild. ever need any any advice on fatherhood or anything like that do not call me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst call Jimmy he's a great cat dad how heartwarming was that to listen to guys Dan is such a libtard <laughs> remember that person wrote that comment on the oh, video yeah. I was yeah. like why is he I mean he is but why yeah. That was funny. So, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, you've had a lot more uh, personal interaction with these audio clips. Yes, being I the have. person who edits. Yes. So, how intimate did you get with the clip that you picked? Um, I think I, I had to go to probably like I always try to think of like something that's early on in the podcast because you guys are pretty dumb. You're going to think of something that's pretty recent. Yes, but, um, that's true. <laughs> mine goes back. Yeah, it does go back a little bit, but my. Probably one of my favorite moments of when we were doing early stuff is um, when we had our very first guest, which was Dave Gonzalez. Nice. I and, almost picked something from him, too. And my favorite moment of the show when was when he was talking about reviewing pornography. I knew you were going to pick that this. That was really funny. Because it was one of the funniest and most unexpected things that I've ever thought we would be talking about. We were on talking this about like Terminator timelines and then all of a yeah. sudden just like. He was talking about watching porn at like yeah. three times speed and reviewing it. it but great. like, honestly, that entire like episode, I think is so good. Um, I was so excited to be talking to someone who's like a professional at podcasting and like, um, but yeah, just the moment that he started saying, talking about like how he was like, oh yeah, I just started um, at this point. I was reviewing pornography for this website. I'm like, whoa, hold <laughs> yeah. up, which is so funny. And uh, yeah, let's just, uh, let's play the clip. Yeah. I thought, you know, 
I might be able to walk immediately out of college into a job uh, for like a lot of people in my generation that didn't work out that way. Hmm, so same. I <laughs> so I decided to had to like blog my way up. Um, and that started with pornography reviews because I could do those and then they would let me keep the DVDs and I could put the DVDs on eBay. And That's awesome. Like, Porn DVDs would get like, uh, like low, low, like in thirty dollars. High could get like a hundred and fifty dollars if it was like you know four hours of DVD quality content with somebody that was important. So made some money that way. So not, uh, not to cut you off, but what does a review of those type of films? Yeah, I didn't know that was an entail? industry because because I've consumed that type of media and right. I've, I've never read a review. <laughs> on any of those films. So I was working for a site that was called sexherald.com. Uh, I'm, I'm positive that they have since wiped all my bylines <laughs> and the site still exists. So uh, that's nice. But uh, the my editor at the time, which I actually have, uh, was like, people aren't going to read this for like the lighting or your thoughts on the plot. So it really was like, of examples of reverse cowgirl, of which I've seen hundreds, <laughs> this one is notable for, like, she's able to shift her weight, like, effortlessly. There was this guy named, oh, I forget his name now, but uh, he was a large man and very good muscular shape <laughs> and was able to just, like, reposition all of his partners Without them having to like necessarily, you know, stop and move around, you would just like lift them and place them. And so I spent a long part of one review being like, this is not a skill that you see in like everyday porn. If you're looking for like this, like nonstop sex where, you know, the part, the positions change just because one guy is physically uh, strong enough to do that. This this could be for you. Uh, there was a couple that dealt with the idea. There was one. It was a girl going back reading her old diary entries and they all had like erotic uh, vignettes about time. Like uh, <laughs> the, the farms crops were due and, uh, you know, she was just about to graduate college and like all these things. And it was like vaguely about time. So I tried to talk about if time at a place in pornography Things oh, like that's, that. That's actually so pretty, you were, pretty woke. You were looking for some standout features, unlike the uh, rest of the crop. Exactly. So the thing that I've learned since is that uh, pornography and uh, like the 60s and 70s Godzilla movies are both things that you could watch at one and a half or two times speed and still critically engage with them at the exact same <laughs> level. I think you would if you watch them at full time speed. Yeah, that's an interesting connection. That was a great moment. <laughs> it was so good. That was equally heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you picked that because honestly, like Dave was a huge help to getting this podcast launched. Like, yeah, he was. He gave us some technical information. He pointed us in the direction of um, the person who did our logo. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, he gave me some great advice. And to have him on there as our first guest was really cool. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Wiki Rascals. He did all of our uh, all of our logos stuff. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really cool dude. Appreciate it. So when we come back, the next segment, we're going to talk about spinoffs. We're back. Yeah. This is better than ever. We're 
a hundred episodes into this. Yeah. Guys, I recently counted approximately how many like podcast or internet radio show episodes I've been on. 365 wow. oh boy I, that's it's i that's mean it's not so, as many as i would know because some podcasts they have they already have like 400 but yeah over the years and there were many years i didn't do anything but yeah i've had 365 episodes hmm. wow but i uh, thought ic3 got like over 200 200 talk me into is 100 and then between all the other ones i was on uh are you counting out of step the radio like, show yeah, Which that, I'd rather not say that the was name like of. 27 <laughs> episodes. Oh, or man. It felt yeah. like so much longer. Yeah. And then I had other ones that were they all added up. It was like the TMNT podcast. That was 21. Wow. Yep. You're a loser. Sure am. <laughs> so, Jeff, why don't you frame this before we go into your specific <clears throat> okay. spinoff? Why don't you frame this for the audience as far as how we're going to structure Here's this Here's what segment. we're going to do. We're going to treat it kind of as a record roundtable if you've heard those episodes before. So I'm going to play mine first. Dan's going to play his. Jimmy's going to play his. After we listen to each other's podcasts, we're going to discuss it. And then the creator of the spinoff will ask the other two the question, if they were talked into it or not. Yeah, you did a really bad job explaining that. I, I thought it was <laughs> I was like thoroughly confused. I thought it was pretty good. Jimmy? Jeff is gonna pitch his spin-off to us. Yes. And we're gonna talk about that spin-off. Yes. And then he's gonna ask us if he talked us into basically like green lighting that spinoff yeah and then we'll go to to me and then to yeah. jimmy the yeah. same format exactly yeah you made it seem like we're gonna listen to all three and then talk oh about okay oh, i see what you're saying okay so jeff yes let's hear about your spinoff do we describe it or do i just like get into it well, why don't you give us the just... title uh my podcast my spinoff is called pod cassette okay and i recorded it on a cassette tape oh boy oh boy <laughs> Which I brought. You're not on <laughs> mic right now. That's okay. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my I have gosh. a cassette recorder. <laughs> Is that an answering machine? <laughs> I have to plug it in. Give me a second. There's a plug behind you. Okay. Oh, so we boy. really did keep this completely secret. Jimmy, did you anticipate that Jeff was going to play a cassette? <laughs> no, I was not going he to. He has like a microphone and a computer at his house. Yeah. He's got your like blue whatever the hell it's yeah, called snowball. blue yeti whatever okay fellas so <laughs> so um, i would still by the way let jimmy record this yeah like, we'll later. talk about that off mic yeah this, this does have a usb port i bought this okay. two oh transfer God. cassettes to a computer <laughs> so i did buy this because i have a bunch of cassettes uh from my dad that had some stuff on it that i wanted to transfer and every cassette player I have, something's wrong with it. One of them doesn't <laughs> rewind. One of them just like stopped working. One of them only plays at half speed. I was like, what the shit? So I went on Amazon and I found like this $20 QFX brand cassette recorder player. <laughs> Has a USB port. I got it. Didn't work. Had to mail it back. Get another one. So it's just been a, pr a process. Wow. So the day I got this, uh, we were texting about ideas. And I was just all of a sudden, I was like, I know what I'm doing. Mm. I'm recording a podcast on a cassette player because I remember how fun it was when I was a kid and I had like a talk boy. Yeah. And you're just like recording whatever off the radio, just doing whatever. And there's so many cassettes I remember vividly that are just lost. Right. That I don't have. Like there were, when I was doing this, there was one cassette 
that was labeled as Jeff Comedy Jam, J-E-F, like Jeff Comedy Jam. <laughs> yep. And instead of instead of whatever I recorded on Jeff there, Comedy. I had recorded Green Day songs on it. Mm, so wow. it's just like gone. So I was like, how fun would it be to just walk around and record whatever like use found audio i have record new stuff yeah so uh i did that and what's the title again pod cassette okay see check this out <laughs> <laughs> it just exploded almost i wrote it down so that's episode one pod of your cassette. podcast Talk me into. <laughs> it's a cassette tape we're looking at oh, i love the tactile nature of it i love the analog like yeah i mean I, what i know about jeff is that he hates editing software so you found a way to do a podcast <laughs> so, yeah so what <laughs> This makes so much there sense. Is, there are mistakes left in here. I made it a point to just be as fluid and fun as possible. Like, so there are mistakes. It actually starts, you'll hear it, but it starts out with a mistake. Okay. Like instantly. I'm so, so excited so for this. Just for us. I'm not going to play it in the mics. I'm just going to play it because it's pretty loud. I don't think yeah. we're going to record when we're listening no. to it, Jim. So we'll listen to this. Unless you want to record our reactions. I don't know what you want to well, do. Maybe, maybe for Patreon. I we'll, don't know. We'll come back. Just keep this going. I'm going to put this here. It's loud enough for all of us to hear. Sure. And uh, here we go. Podcast. is 2025. For half a decade, the world we once knew is no more. Donald Trump, North Korea, coronavirus? The catalyst for Armageddon doesn't matter. Humanity has finally put aside its differences and begun to work together so that our species could drive once more, thrive once more. With all of our collective attention focused on farming, agriculture, medicine, and recovering our once great technologies, entertainment has fallen by the wayside. The internet is gone. Three decades of human history erased from existence. And whatever analog entertainment was left, well, that was wiped out back in 22 during the great solar event. That's why I come here today, a man and a cassette recorder, to recreate decades worth of lost entertainment so that our people, this Species, humanity can live and laugh and love once again. And now, a message from former president of the former United States, Barack Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Settle down. I said, settle down. Uh, thank you. It's been, uh, it's been almost a decade since I left the highest office in our former world. In that time, my successor fumbled through his first term. Uh, and upon re-election, note, this was recorded in October 2020. Uh, well, we know what happened then. Tonight, I stand before the 30 million survivors in the land that we used to call America to announce that I, uh, Barack Obama, am running for president of the world. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, as president of the world, uh, I will, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, listen, uh, these last few years have been chill AF. Uh, Michelle and I have been token up and getting down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, with that, I guess it's all that's left to say is, live from old New York, it's Saturday night!
It's Saturday Night Live with Jeff and Jeff. Also, Jeff featuring the not ready for prime time player, Jeff, with musical guest, Jeff. And now, your host, Jeff. Wow, 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 thank you. Oh my God, I cannot believe I am here hosting Saturday Night Live. Wow, the season premiere of season 55. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, uh... guys, I'm really sad. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. What am I even doing? Who am I doing this for, guys? What is the point of anything? Who am I trying to entertain? Why am I doing it? I miss everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. I would like to thank Jeff and Jeff and Jeff. Thank you so much for coming. Dream of a lifetime. Till next time, everybody. What's up? Yeah, we have a special guest for you today. Hello, I am George Jerry, and I am here to sing for your people today. Wiping my butt. I put this together while sitting on the crapper one day, and I got up and started wiping my butt, and I started singing a song. And it goes a little like this. Wiping my butt. Wiping my butt, it's grabbing the toilet paper from the wall. Wiping my butt, sticking the toilet paper into my hole. Wiping my butt, dropping the toilet paper into the bowl. Wiping my butt, and that's wiping my butt. And I put that together for everybody out there. So you guys can have a fun time and maybe sing a little song while you're wiping your butt too. So next time you're wiping your butt, think of George Jerry singing, Wiping Your Butt. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Podcassette. I hope you're enjoying your stay. We'll return to the show shortly, but for now, enjoy your moment of zen. Breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, that's nice.
Alright, and welcome to WTMI 27FM, that's right, I'm your host Jeff, and we are on Wacky Record Wednesday, that's right, where I play for you some weird stuff that I have on vinyl records. Wow. Right now you listen to a Wilhelm scream. I don't know what this song is called, but it's on a reverse thread record. You put the needle in the middle and it works its way out. And I had it for years before I figured that out. And that's why I'm playing it, because it is wacky. Coming up next on Wacky Record Wednesday at WTMI 27FM, we've got Whale Sounds. sounds made by humpback whales as they pass near Bermuda in the spring. They were recorded through a hydrophone, which is a kind of underwater microphone. The water is very deep, and the sounds are echoing off the undersurfaces of waves and from the submarine canyons and ridges on the island slope. If you listen for a long time, you would hear that the sounds are organized into definite repeating patterns. So we call them songs just as we refer to bird songs or frog songs. Unlike bird songs, humpback songs are very long, six to 30 minutes, and they're strung together without pauses between them. They are probably the longest, loudest, and slowest songs in nature. National Geographic, 1978, page 2. Coming up next, we got some Doctor Who sound effects. Right now, we're going to listen to some Doctor Who sound effects from the BBC Records. Oh, yeah, there we go. Right now, the TARDIS observation screen is operating in full effect. Next track, the TARDIS door is about to open. It's crazy. It's the best track on the record. Nope, that's a sonic screwdriver. There we go. Classic. This one heard a lot of radio play back in 1972. Oh, fission gun, one blast. Another absolute ripper. Wacky Record Wednesday on WTMI in the Dalek hatching takes on Scarrows from Genesis of the Daleks. Those dirty little Daleks hatching. <laughs> Bet they didn't know they were born in a sewer, did they? Oh yeah. Until next time, this has been Jeff on WTMI. Guys, what's up? It's Jeff from Talk Me Into. Um, this concept was already thin at the beginning. Um, you know, I had some ideas. I don't know if they really worked out. Like, I made a lot of mistakes, too. How would analog media get wiped out by a solar flare? I don't know. The point is, is it is, uh, it's November 9th right now. Two days ago, we found out that uh, the baby in the big house is a big old loser, and he's not coming back, so... 
I don't really know if I'm going to continue on with this concept. Probably not. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I still have like four to five more minutes to kill. So I'm going to do something. Let's find out what that something is. listening to Talking Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is cassette recording. My name is Jeff, and freshman year in high school, Dante and I would openly talk about our crushes by using the codename Spanking Monkeys and Banging Gorillas, which were based off of their initials. My name is Don, and uh, five minutes before this episode was recorded, I was not wearing any clothing. Because I just found out about it ten minutes ago. Fun fact. Also, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> I am. How great is that? So, I'm only slightly uncomfortable with that. <laughs> so, Dante, this is your third and a half appearance on Talk Me Into. Your first appearance was episode 50, where you co-hosted with my uh, cousin friend, Richie. The second episode you were on was you talking us into Avatar The Last Airbender, which you were successful, and I have been watching that, um, working from home. And that makes me so happy to hear. And the third episode that you were on, well, we talked you successfully into Gaslight Anthem. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, sorry, Jim. Um, yeah, so the thing is, is that Dante um, used the wrong microphone while we recorded an hour and a half long episode. So when Jimmy found out, he said, this sounds so terrible, we can't use this. And there was some back and forth between the hosts, whether we should use it or not. And eventually we scrapped it. It was the first episode we scrapped. It was a shame because it was a very good conversation. So I thought, since I'm doing our big 100th episode celebration using a cassette recorder um, that Jimmy will have to play on his podcast that he, you know, he tries to make sound good. I figured why not bring back the guy that f***ed up a whole episode with bad audio? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm very, very flattered <laughs> to have been brought back. I can only hope that the audio on this episode is even worse than the one that I recorded with the 
gaslighting. Oh, it is. You didn't hear the last 10 minutes of this. It is very poor quality. Um, I left all of the mistakes in. Their volume, the, it, there's variations between the volume. Right now, I didn't do a sound test. I don't know what you sound like. It can be, you, you might not even be able to hear it. That, that would be about on par for my involvement with this podcast. Oh, that's great. To be so, honest. Like, but I, I feel so terrible because I really, really enjoyed that playlist that you that you guys made me. I, I've been listening to it like I don't know, like every other day or so. Oh and wow! Like, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I've just that I've just been tapping my toe to and. Uh, you know, just threw on a Gaslight, an- Gaslight Anthem uh, station on Spotify. Like, I've, uh, I've been really enjoying what I've been listening to, and it's a goddamn shame that that episode is never going to air. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you that. Like, have you been following up with the Gaslight Anthem? If uh, you've explored their whole discography? Um... Oh, yeah. I fell in love with uh, with American Slang. That's uh, probably my favorite album of the, uh, of the ones that you... Uh, that you introduced me to, uh, I realized that there's not that many Gaslight Anthem albums. They got, but, they, uh, yeah, yeah, they have five full lengths, but there's some EPs and other stuff thrown in there. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh, just really good stuff. Like, I, I got really into uh, the Diamond Church Street Choir song, and just and just everything on that album just. Uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, it resonates with me. It really speaks with me. Um, and then, what was the uh, the other album that I really ended up liking? Was uh, I think it was the Fifth Nine Sound. Is that the name of the album? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really really enjoy those two. Like it's not like it's, it's just it's just this uh, this you know this wonderful wonderful uh like you know send-ups to uh you know to bruce springsteen and billy joel and you know i'm a huge billy joel fan so just listen, just listening to all of this is you know it's um it, it's hitting on that warm place in my heart and it just uh like i needed some feel good pick-me-up music yes. for you know the uh the, the shitty times that we're listening to so the gaslight anthem is still rock and roll to you uh, it is absolutely still rock and roll to me. <laughs> so, have yeah. you listened to Wait, any in that New York State of Mind? Ah, have you, you listened to any of the side projects like Brian Fallon solo stuff or the Horrible Crows? I have not. Oh. I haven't, haven't picked that up. Yeah, you totally should. I'll send you some uh, some stuff to listen to later. But yeah, so um, this is a real short, short episode. I just wanted to connect with you, say hi as a friend. How's it going? Hello, as a friend. How is how is it going with you? I mean, I asked you that before we were recording. I know you're in a new house, and yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a um, it's a house. It's a home. It's where the heart is. We live. We laugh. We love. It's it's good stuff. And uh, and your wife's like what three weeks from uh, from her due date, right? Yep, two to three weeks. That sounds fantastic. By the time this episode uh, airs, I will have like a three-month-old baby. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty oh, wild so, stuff. I'm so happy for you. What's uh wait? What's her name gonna be? Oh, that's that's top secret. I mean, I could say it now, but I can't tell you. Only our moms oh, know okay. and a photographer, gotcha. and that's it. That's all that knows. Man, I was gonna try to get you to uh, to spill some beans on the air. Yeah, that would be a work. big uh, revelation. 
you are far too clever. Well, well, uh, Jimmy and Dan have stuck to calling her Jeffrina, and will continue to do so once she's born. I mean, that's a pretty solid option, though. I mean, I'm going to laugh really hard if it is Jeffrina. <laughs> Uh, I'm, Lindsay and I are actually going to make announcement cards and send it to a couple of my cousins who are younger who think it's very funny to say, like, okay. little Jeffreen is born. And also, I think it's very funny that we're kind of rambling now because I did tell you before that I'm not editing anything on this cassette tape. Like, this whole time, I haven't edited anything. <laughs> so it's just going to ride, baby. <laughs> God, I love it. All right, Dante. Well, oh, you remember when we used to, oh, sorry. No, remember when we used to what? Remember? Yeah, those. Remember when we used to, like, make compilation albums, like, on cassette tapes when we were kids? Yeah, so that's why I wanted to do this, because part of the conceit of this, and I'm sure I've talked about it um, in the, we haven't, we're recording in four days the rest of this episode, but part of the reason why I wanted to do this was because I miss those, right? Like, I, I remember vividly certain tapes that I made that who knows where the hell they are. I recently oh, found yeah. a tape called Jeff Comedy Jam, J-E-F, like Deaf Comedy Jam, oh, yeah. um, on both sides, and I went to listen to it, and I had recorded a Green Day tape over it. So that's gone to history. So I thought that this would oh, be fun yeah. to, to try to recreate things and just that have that same vibe. But, the, uh, like... I know that we recorded a bunch of stuff when we were kids, but like, is there anything specific that you remember recording on a cassette tape? Oh man, just our old uh, NSA 11 project. Was that on a cassette tape? I think that was on a cassette tape, or that might have been like our first attempt at putting something onto a CDRW. Yeah, well, I mentioned like, that and then that the kids have not heard. I mentioned it on, I think, the Black Mirror episode of Talk Me Into, and it was so funny that I cried, but NSALM was Dante and I's attempt at becoming parody boys, like Weird Al, and we were parodying boy bands, and it stood for in sync a laboratory mistake because oh, yeah. the conceit was that we we were a boy band that a laboratory was trying to grow and we were a mistake like something spilled i don't know we were 13 who knows what it meant yeah yeah it was a fantastic idea i still stand by it to this day even though everything that we've recorded is probably lost to history yeah, that's why I am preserving this <laughs> this conversation on a cassette tape. Uh, so yeah, that this was fun, Dante. Uh, great. I'm gonna hang up with you now, but then I'll call you back in a couple hours because we're gonna play some magic. That's gonna be incredible. You better bring your A game. I stop you. I will bring a pre-constructed deck that I have not altered at all because I've been too busy. Oh, that's that's perfectly fine. Which one is it? Is it the uh, the landfall or the roads? It's the landfall deck. Okay, cool. Because I have the roads deck and I didn't want to have a phone on. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. All right, guys. So uh, maybe at the end of this, I'll just record our entire Commander game. <laughs> and then Jimmy and Dan will be like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. Yeah, because they weren't talked into it because they're dumb and they have wrong opinions. Jimmy was, but it was like, a yeah, that wasn't a bad thing. I don't think he's played in almost two years. But Dan was not talked into Magic. Well, no, of course not. Why would he be? All right, Dante. Thanks for coming on to Podcassette, which is what I'm calling this. No problem. Anytime you need me to be on Podcassette, I will happily be here. I love you. I love you too, bud.
thank you for coming with me on my journey, my cassette tape journey. I hope you had a good time. I sure did. That was fun. Let's do it again. fade out. I forgot how long it is. How long is it? This was going to be a hooks and sinker song, by the way. Oh, wow. Never was. Wait. Wait for it. <laughs> I know it's not the most really out of tune. It's really bad. I think this is from uh, 2014, and the track name was Jeff Dumb Song. On brand. Wow. Still, Still going. going. <laughs> 25 minutes? How long have we been recording? Oh, I've, I don't know. I forgot if there's anything after. That's why I'm not doing it. Oh, those chords. It's so bad. <laughs> you should have just hit stop randomly. No. Oh, here we go. So out of tune. Cool. That wow. was my spinoff show, guys. Wow. <laughs> Pod cassette. I mean, something. I can't even contain my enthusiasm. I I absolutely love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like art. Like I feel like no, legitimately like that was like. It you transcended me, the medium. Yeah. Death. No, seriously. Like that was like found footage for audio. I, that's what I kept telling Lindsay because I had so much stuff. There's some stuff I knew I had and some was a total accident. Like there yeah. that little bridge thing where I was like, this is your moment of Zen. That was a ukulele song I wrote like two years ago that I just <laughs> happened to find. You, you had asked me if I had a, a digital recorder and I did. And I was looking for the charger, which I couldn't find. And that was just on there. And I was like, I have to do something with this. I don't know what it is. And this last song was just like a hooks and sinker song, like a demo that I just recorded one day. I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of stuff like I was cleaning out my voicemails and I found that one of you pretending to be my mom, which I had no memory of making. There were there were several, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. And like the, the process was the, the only thing I really did was. Uh, I did have that one tape of uh, my dad recording all of his phone calls, which there was great. Many tapes, but I thought that was the funniest one. Um, and I just had to like, I had to record it like four different times because it was too loud and like distorted. So I had to like find certain spaces between. So through this, I used another cassette player. I recorded records off of it. I recorded off a digital recorder. I recorded off my phone, off the laptop, like those claps and stuff. Yeah. So just whatever audio I could find, I just recorded next to. It was like if Mr. Rogers was still alive and the world <laughs> ended and, and he went insane and tried to keep his show going. Jimmy, what did you think? Oh, it was fantastic. Jimmy was laughing the entire oh. time, like cackling so hard. Just the fact, just the very first two things. Are the only things I can do? 
Well, yeah, a Barack Obama impression. <laughs> which was actually better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, which it is great. Okay. And then uh, then we did the SNL. You're hosting SNL just by yourself. <laughs> you're just sad. Yeah. yeah. The not ready for primetime I will say my editor's ear was like, less Dante. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Dante, but <laughs> Same. the whole first half was so manic and felt like someone flipping through the channels. Like that, I mm-hmm. love yeah. that quality. I wanted to end it with more of just like something to ground it Substance, in reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I had about 11 minutes. So I wanted Dante to be on for about five because we agreed with about an average of 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think total with the song at the end too which was just kind of funny because it was so long 22 minutes yeah cool but yeah this was it was so much fun to put together because i never felt like stressed out or rushed whenever i had an idea i did like there was sometimes when my wife was asleep and i went to go do laundry and i was like i'm gonna record this thing in like the laundry room yeah it was cool yeah it was it was super fun to put together I, I don't envy Jimmy's job of trying to get it onto the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I just haven't had a chance to transfer it, but it should be very Maybe easy we to should transfer. keep the lo-fi okay. approach and just have Jimmy point a microphone in front of the speaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And, like, I'm surprised that the volume wasn't terrible for a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess you, so, you got to ask us the question. So, uh, fellas, is Podcassette greenlit? Yes. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yeah. you have to make more of these during the break. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think Podcassette should be like an official, <laughs> like Patreon exclusive spinoff. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of stuff still. Sam. How long can you record on a cassette? Forty-five minutes on each side. On this one. Oh, on each side. Yeah, we should definitely do a full talk me into episode oh. on cassette and sell them. Pod. Well, maybe maybe we could be totally guests on Podcassette. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was so good. I'm down for Incredibly that. Incredibly on brand. I, good. I thought that you were both going to think it was like clever, but also hate it. Oh, no, it was really good. <laughs> well, it I'm funny. glad it like was cohesive. I really don't want to follow that now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Dan, what kind of shit are you going to have us listen No, I think I did a good just regular podcast show. Okay. I'm, yeah. No, I'm really excited. It's definitely not as creative as that, but I think the content is worth hearing. Okay. Um. I don't want to give you a lot of backstory because we I did set it up on mic, but I decided to record the um, pilot episode of a possible spinoff entitled Let's Like Food. <gasps> I like this already. Let's play it. Welcome to Let's Like Food. I'm your host, Dan. And with me is friend of Talk Me Into, Brett. Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me here. So we thought that this would be a fun little Talk Me Into spinoff because uh, after listening to some of our food-related podcasts, you called me with some, some fantastic praise. You said... Uh, yeah, do you want me to repeat it back here? Yeah, repeat it word for word. Uh, the conversation we had several weeks ago, if you could just recreate that. Yeah, I said, well, I said, Dan, wow, I was listening to you, and I, you're very handsome, firstly. You can hear that, right? <laughs> yeah. Comes through the mic. Uh, uh, no, I uh, no, I called you, uh, firstly, n- um, just to say that you were talking about food. Yeah. I hate food. Yeah. 
And um, but I did not mind that you were talking about food. And that's a big step for me. That's what we're going for. People to not mind it. That's about as far as I got <laughs> yeah, okay. with you. And that's a big compliment. It you is. Know, I did not mind listening to you talk about food. And your personal experiences with food. I didn't know you had this much of a disdain for like food culture. Because when I've gone out to <laughs> eat you call you, it a culture. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, okay food related aspects of culture right you you're not like a negative person so you very much like go with the flow as yeah. you mentioned like we please don't put me in a box yeah we've gone out we've gone out for sushi and not, you weren't like oh i hate this i hate all this i don't want to do this you were just like cool like let's go for sushi right i've invited you over to my house and cooked you like some pretty adventurous things like um i would use that word yeah yeah pumpkin curry you know <laughs> who puts pumpkin and yeah. curry together? it's craziness just yeah. you know half the world's population but we're we're living large here <laughs> and you weren't like oh i don't want to eat that like no. some people are picky and they're no, just like right. yeah so when you're uh not around foodies what is your like average food consumption like are you like one of these people who's just like food gives me sustenance and i'll eat because i need let me to? tell you what i had for breakfast today okay crackers you had crackers. Saltines. Okay. <laughs> here's my, here's what I think about when I think about food, mm -hmm. Dan. It's all the same to me. Okay. When I hear you guys talk about food, you talk about, you know, you go to cities, uh -huh. you go to all these different restaurants, you, you, you get excited, you can name all the meals you had. I lived in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. You remember, I, I lived yeah, in yeah. Philadelphia for a couple of years. Yeah. I went to school. Um, I, I didn't go to any restaurants mm -hmm. you know i i had my favorite indian place yeah chick chicken tiki marcel that's what I, that's the only thing i ever got there okay my favorite chinese place because it was the closest uh -huh. i had my favorite pizza place because it was the closest and i had the meatitarian there because it had meat on it and that yeah. was that was it that okay. was the only thing i got in philadelphia um so you're not adventurous no okay. and and i don't know i don't know what it is i you know from what i'm hearing from what you're saying about food is that you're not like against food no you just don't actively no. seek out like food and, no. and food uh um it gives me anxiety <laughs> so i think you are the prime person um to experience food forced upon you and what i mean is like i i know a lot of people who are in your exact situation yeah they're like hey i like food but it's too stressful to pick a place, pick a dish. Totally. It's, yeah. it's even more stressful, the idea of cooking that dish. Oh, my gosh. What I tell people is that practice makes perfect. And the more you do it, and the more you don't give a crap if it comes out good or bad. That's good. I'm there with you. You can take that anxiety away. So what I want to do is force you to like food. And I think if you're willing to go along for the ride, we can get there, Brett. It may take a while. But for this episode, I'm going to take you to one of my favorite new spots in New Haven, Connecticut. Oh. We're going to go to a restaurant called Shere Khan. Have you ever heard of this? I have no, I've ne I've never heard of Shere Khan. Okay, so Shere Khan is Can very, you spell it for me? Uh no. Uh <laughs> it is S H E R K A A N if I'm correct. Okay. Um so Shere Khan is very cutely named after the villain of the Jungle Book. Oh, the tiger. Okay. All right. Um and Shere Khan I feel like it's going to um, play to some of the things that I know you already enjoy. Disney? No. Oh. Indian food. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy Indian yeah. food. Yeah. Um, so from what I know about you, you enjoy the, the flavors of Indian food. Yes. But you probably find it stressful to go to an Indian restaurant and see a menu full of things that you've never tried. 100%. I love naan yep. tonight. So that's the first thing I order. And you probably order just like the same thing at every Indian restaurant. I have only ever ordered one thing. Okay. I feel like, I, I feel like I, we're on the same page here. 
So I think a great way to experience Indian food, to get you to like food, is to go with me and let me take control. Let me take the reins and order the dishes. And we'll have a conversation while we're eating about what these things are, what goes into them. We'll find out what you like, what you don't like. Maybe what things are doable for you to make at home. What do you think about this idea? Are you going to pay? Sure, I'll pay. This is, you know, (laughs) we got that talk me into money. (laughs) We're going to live large. But um, yeah, Shere Khan, we'll talk a little bit more when we get there. But it's a really interesting Indian fusion restaurant. So they take traditional Indian flavors and ingredients and implement them in more... um, Americanized forms. So like things that you may be a little bit more familiar with and you're just going to experience Indian flavors implemented into them. You excited? If I am going to go out, it's it's a social aspect and I'm I'm excited for this with you, Dan. And you're going to... You're going to open me up and um, spread me thin. I'm going to open you up wide, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into it. I've I've never been more comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time. That's what we're going for. (laughs) So, Brett, we just arrived at Shere Khan in New Haven. As nerdy as this is and as out of your comfort zone as it is, I would encourage you throughout this meal to try to take an extra beat while you're eating and yeah. think inwardly yeah. about um, the taste sensations, the textures. In other words, it doesn't take a lot of extra to force yourself to find enjoyment. And if you could do that, then I think you'd be more inclined to seek enjoyment. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a, a thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a... So what we've got here, Brett, this is the chop dog, which is basically cooked down vegetables made into like a kebab, served on a toasted butter roll with raita and different stuff. Um, then we have the naan, which you're familiar with naan. Totally. Um, when it's made, they sort of fold in that cheese and chilies, so it comes, it's like in the middle of it. Yeah. And then these are your like ginger garlic, uh, spicy wings, mm-hmm. dal makhi. This is the one I was telling you about. This is like cooked down lettuce, um, lentils. Okay. It's basically like a curry. Yeah. And uh, some yogurt and rice. Okay. I like to start with the chat dog. Okay. Because I think it's fun. And eating can be fun, Brett. It's not just about sustaining our bodies. It could be about sustaining our minds, too. So I encourage you to dig in, and then if you want to know what things are, I'll try to answer your questions. What is the white, this white stuff on it? That is the raita, which is like a yogurt sauce. Uh-oh. Nervous about that? Why are you putting yogurt on a hot dog? Well, I'm going to tell you. Culturally speaking, yogurt sauces are paired with their food as to counteract excessive spice. It's a cooling effect. So is, are you telling me that the veggies are going to be spicy? This is not that spicy. Um, it's just sort of a nice accoutrement. It's not straight yogurt either. You're not going to be like eating a Danon or a Yoplait. It's not going to have that type of flavor. <laughs> okay. All right. Cheers. This throw you. We don't have to do this on everything. Mm. So what do you think of that? I like the spice. I like that it's got a little kick. I can't really taste the topping, the yogurt. It's, it's mild. I, yeah, I can't taste it. What, what else is on the, the, what's that little rice or the little... Uh, like that a, is like, a, like toasted um, onions and garlic, sort of yeah. shaved down. I mean, maybe I can Maybe I am tasting it, but the spice is yeah. kicking it back. But overall, I I like it. I mean, I would never get this no. in a million years. But it's it's good. You would never get it after tasting it. I would. No, I would get. It, I, it would not be my go-to. Mm. But I'm I'm enjoying. It. Yeah. 
What I taste, um, you definitely get the spice. I yeah. like the buttered toasted roll. You get a little bit yeah, of that I buttery do. fat. Yep. And then texturally, I think the pomegranate seeds are a fun little crunch. You may not have gotten I, I one of those yet. I have one. I see one. I haven't yeah. tasted it yet. Yeah. Um, just so everyone can hear, it does look like yeah. a hot dog at an Indian restaurant. It's 100% a hot dog experience. It's a tubular. <laughs> I mean, it's not meat. No, it's not. But, uh, but it has that sort of feel to it, mouthfeel. It is the blend between American and Indian culture because you do have like a toasted hot dog roll. Mm -hmm. But when you bite into it, it has that that definitely... What, what is the spice that I'm tasting? Like, it's got that... It's a lot of spices. Yeah. It's, but, um, um, turmeric, cardamom, um, toasted mustard seed, fennel, garlic. So it's a sort of a traditional curry yeah. blend of spices. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being virtually inedible... 10 being, not 10 being the greatest thing you've ever eaten. Let's let's go down the line. What, where's your chop, chop dog? I would I would say that was enjoyable. I would give that a... Um, I wasn't overwhelmed with the deliciousness, but I would say six and a half, okay. seven. I'll, I'll have to live with that. All right, yeah, should we try yeah. the, the wings? Let's try the wings. All right, so here's my issue with wings. Okay. I, I don't like getting my fingers dirty. Oh, Brett, you're one of these people? <laughs> I really... I usually don't order wings because I hate getting my fingers dirty, so... So will you try to keep clean or will you go all in? No, I'm 100% going to try and keep clean. I'm oh, going to eat Brett. these with the, just the, the finger and the thumb. I could live with that. I thought you were going to say you were going to do the fork and knife thing. No, I won't do that. Um, but I'm going to eat like a like a hamster. I'm going to just fine. like just peel away the just meat. Just nibble at it. Go so, for it. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I'm just going to grab this one here. Yeah. Now, the it looks great. Now, it's got... Um, these little white dots on it, I don't know what they are. And these little green dots on it, I don't know what they are. I love the description. The white dots, as you so eloquently put, are sesame seeds. Okay. And the green dots um, are definitely cilantro and what I would say is chive. Just, I mean, they're minced up pretty finely, but that's what I'm going to say. Okay. And then you also have some um, little roasted peppers there for garnish. I'm a big fan of roasted peppers. Um... It's okay. I I will say the texture is phenomenal. Mm. I don't get hardly any even flavor in this. To me, it tastes like a lousy buffalo wing. So if I had brought you to a bar and ordered buffalo wings and this came out, you, you would just say, okay, these are the wings. Yeah. You wouldn't I, say like, oh, these taste different to me. No, I would say they're okay. Mm. But I would say they're lousy buffalo wings. Really? Not lousy. Because I do agree with the texture and they taste good and the display is very good. You'd say they're like mediocre. They're wings. mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your overall rating on that? On the wings? Mm. You gave like a six and a half, seven a to the chopped dog. I would give it five to the wings. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think of the uh, cheesy, spicy stuff naan? On alone, uh, on it, on its own, it's it's um, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's not. I, I've eaten naan by itself, but it's not, naan, I feel like naan is... A vessel. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Oh, this piece. Oh, real spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you need... It needs a sauce. It needs a sauce. Yeah. It needs a, this is craving a sauce. Yeah. I don't really care what kind of sauce. The one thing I don't want is, is that brown curry mesh that you just... You gotta try it. Oh, that's so much better. See? That's so much better. Yeah. 
it's like wow. dipping a biscuit into gravy. Okay. It recontextualizes. I want to take everything back. Okay, I want to give you two different scores. Okay. The by itself score and then the together score. Yes. The non by itself. Not bad, but a little boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's spicy, but spicy alone is not. It's, it's still not, just a kicked up bread. It's just a kicked up bread. I'll give it a six. Yeah. But the brown mush with the naan? I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine! It was so That's good. I'm gonna take another bite. It's great. It, all of a sudden now, because remember how I didn't like it, it wasn't spicy enough and yeah. stuff? It's spicy enough now with yep. the naan. That's what I needed. For me, it needed a little bit of spice. I, I'm also gonna go out on a limb here. You can disagree with me. But I would say that the ability to recontextualize it as a sauce rather than an entree yes makes it easier for you to enjoy very much so i didn't love it with the rice yeah it was a little boring with the rice with the naan i very much like it i'm gonna take another bite yeah and i will say to it hats off to you i would not have put that brown mush you immediately said bread. i want to dip it in something that's not that i immediately said that i would never have put that mush on top of the naan uh, so we just got back from Shere Khan in New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, I had what I would consider to be a delicious meal. It was delicious and romantic. Okay, great. I mean, I did not expect after one meal for you to have some sort of a transformative experience. Well, careful with your words here. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. But what I will say is what I was hoping to do is sort of just, just light a spark in, in the dry tinder fields of your taste buds. My fields are so dry. Yeah. Yeah. And they I was hoping so that you would be, you know, you'd go into this and say, like, I'm open minded. And then, like, something would tell you, like, <laughs> maybe I could be enjoying food more than I currently am. Was I able to do that? Here's what I'll say. You you had me do this thing in the restaurant, um, which I've done before with another exercise. You had me put the brown mush in my mouth. <laughs> you had me swish it around. Yeah. And uh, give it a minute before I swallowed. And 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 I will tell you. You made a comment earlier at the restaurant, and and I don't remember exactly what you said, but you made a comment about essentially that slowing down and maybe the process of slowing down, you'll be able to enjoy it. And I and I can't help but think that maybe, I mean, maybe that's part of the problem. Mm. You know, I did enjoy today. Yeah. I tried a lot of food I would not have tried because it wasn't it was it wasn't familiar food that I already know I like. It wasn't food I'm going to gobble down in six minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and it wasn't flavors I was already familiar with. You had me put food together that I wouldn't have otherwise put together in a million years. And we, something that would have taken me, you know, a meal, 20 minutes to eat. We, we were there for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I, I did enjoy it. That's, uh, it was, it was an enjoyable experience. Now, was it transformative? I don't know. I don't know if that's my issue, Dan. Yeah. It's well, not, it's not, it's not the problem is not eating f- good food. Yeah. It's the desire to seek it out. Thank you. I also yes. don't want to, um, I don't want this podcast to come off like I am this wise sage and you have made poor decisions in your life and I'm here to but train I have. you. No, I appreciate that. No, Thank because no, there is something inherently, uh, masturbatory about foodie culture. Wait, wait. <laughs> and w- hear me out. Hear me out. Wait, I'm s- the idea that in this country, no, seriously, in this country, as a an upper middle class 
white cisgender man, I have the privilege to sit at a fine dining gentrified Indian restaurant and focus on the nuances of toasted garlic and, you know, fresh yogurt sauce. Yeah. In much of the world, that's not an option. And there is something self-indulgent. Yeah. That gives us this. There's a, an embarrassing shamefulness to being dwelling this heavily on the idea of being passionate about food. Mm -hmm. So what I was hoping and what I would continue to hope is that maybe you could sort of split the difference. I don't think you're going to sit there at that restaurant with your wife and close your eyes and dwell on every little bite and taste and, you know, how it affects you and stuff. But maybe, like you said, you could slow down a little bit when you choose. If you're on your way out the door and you got to grab a quick sandwich, just, you know, scarf it down. But if you're going out to a nice dinner with your wife or even you're at home and you want to cook a nice meal for your kids and, you know, things like that, I would like you to be able to flip that switch and be like, okay, now's the time to enjoy food. I I would like that too. I I mean, what I appreciate and admire about the way you, you talk about it, there is sort of a pacing to it. Like you, you spend so much time on it because it sounds like you just, you appreciate it. Like the reason that you can pull out all the textures, spend time on the texture of food and spend time on every individual flavor is because you've paced yourself. You've slowed down enough that you care enough. Yeah. You know, and I, I would love that. You know what I mean? I, there's, there's something admirable about that. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, you know, I, I want that for myself. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't want that. Well, Brett. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know. If, if I'm talked into spinoff podcasts <laughs> and if the audience really wants to hear it, maybe we'll continue down this journey, down this rabbit hole. And we'll find out if we can get Brett to like food. In the meantime, where can people find you online, Brett? Oh, I've got a great uh, Twitter handle. It's uh, my name. Yeah. Yeah. Which Bre- is? Uh, Brett Petkoski. Yeah. Brett Petkoski on Twitter. And you really, there's nothing to follow. I have 47 followers, I think, and I just complain about You're a politics. good follow, though. It's fun. It's a mixture of politics. And I don't think we mentioned earlier, but you are a Lutheran reverend, so you have some yep. interesting takes on what people perceive to be Christianity in this day and age. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the political sphere. Yeah. And you can find me, as always, on Danny underscore Breakdown on Twitter. And obviously, the reason we're really here That's is right. just self-promotion for the podcast that I'm that I'm primarily doing, which is Talk Me Into. So check us out. Talk Me Into, you know, talkmeinto.com, all those places. So, Brett, thank yeah. you once again for going hey. on this journey with me. It was an enjoyable day, and uh, I, I hope we get to do it again. It's always good to hang out yeah. and share a good meal. Jimmy, is yours going to end with you playing guitar too? Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. That was Let's Like Food, fellas. Let's like it. Incredibly on brand. Is is there is there something where people who aren't used to, or people who don't have a wide palate or pleasure in food who discover Indian, they only <laughs> eat chicken tikka masala? I think it's very like easily accessible. First yeah. of all, it's famous. That's, that's Second wife. of all, it's like, not super spicy. It doesn't contain a quote unquote weird meat or anything yeah. like that. Mm. So I think it's just accessible. But my first Indian was curry goat. Yeah, <laughs> we we dropped you in the deep end. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so before we talk about the podcast and what you guys liked about it or didn't like about it, uh, I will say that while listening, you guys had a lot of positive feedback for Brett, which. I thought Brett was great too, and he was so down on himself. Really? Oh no, he was really good. He, he was almost the best part about the podcast. Super likable, 
funny yeah insightful he almost didn't do it because he's like i'm not funny i'm yeah. boring people aren't gonna like like me i'm like brett you talk for a living you yeah. talk to parishioners yeah. like i don't know brett personally I, I know him from twitter i know his brother from like high school yeah um but uh no that was great he's great i would love to have him on a full episode yeah what'd you guys think of the the little i thought it was a great concept i like that you were socially distancing and wearing masks and hopefully eating outside we were eating inside. I know. I've been there. With open doors. Yeah. They yeah. open the doors. Tricon's yeah. a favorite of mine. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was a good concept. I like food shows as well. Same, yeah. yeah. And uh, I managed to turn eating on mic into a whole podcast. <laughs> I was thinking that That's at so one point true. when I heard chewing and I was like, this bastard did it. <laughs> he finally did think it. about that. So yeah, I mean, obviously it's not as zany and off the wall as Jeff. It doesn't have to be. But uh, I think... I think uh, it was a fun sort of, you know, I'm a concept guy when it comes to podcasts. You are. Yeah. So when this literally, I had a completely different idea for this, but when Brett called me up and he was like, listen, I don't like food, but I like to hear you talk about it. So you had the idea and asked him. He, he called me with all this praise and I said, oh, thank you. That's so nice. He called me out of the blue and stuff. What episode? I hung menu? up. Uh, yeah. Okay. After the off menu podcast, I hung up with him and like 15 minutes later, I called him back and I was like, hey, here's <laughs> this thing. Would you do it with me? And he was like pretty nervous about right. it right but yeah we recorded it um like one sunday afternoon and or last something. time i went to shir khan i ordered like four things for myself mm-hmm. and you know something for my wife and it was like 75 bucks and it was like three times the amount of food that <laughs> i eat yeah but i just i everything there is so good it is really good after one of those days dan brought me there and it was great i think it was a a really good episode too because obviously it's lighthearted and funny and we weren't going to change his mind in one but it was also informational he also did have some little breakthroughs like he actually was able to appreciate things that he normally would have just overlooked it's true so yeah i I really enjoyed doing it and big thanks to brett i mean that was that was huge for him you know i mean i certainly did use that talk me into money to buy buy lunch but (laughs) he didn't have to show up and waste his whole day yeah so guys i guess uh now's the time to ask you was I able to talk you into Let's Like Food? <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. That was really it's interesting. Really good. really good. Yeah. Cool. I don't Super know. Fun. I don't know if I'd want to listen to like happen. an hour of that. No, but like with other guests, oh yeah, like a half hour show, fun. I think would be really, I would, really nice. I would definitely listen to that. It'll podcast. probably never happen again because it no. took me a full week to edit. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> and I, Jimmy. I have to give it to you because you are so like technologically stupid yeah um thank you yeah it came out really good there was there was good editing i noticed some parts where you probably cut some stuff out and stitch it together but it was still pretty seamless oh yeah it was very seamless oh we talked on mic in here for like two hours i can i can hear some very small cuts but i was like my headphones are super i recorded the entire meal which was like an hour and a half long so that's pretty good i cut like three and a half hours down to uh 20 minutes that's crazy so, so yeah. we got two spinoffs coming soon. We'll see. One. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to hear what Jimmy did, though. Yeah, me too, because this already is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. What if he just edited last week's episode? <laughs> How about I continue to do Let's Talk Food, Let's Like Food, and I just give the raw nope. stuff to Jimmy to That's edit? Never How about, happen. and hear me out, you do Let's Talk Food. Let's Like Food. Let's Like Food while I record it on a cassette tape. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, so this one I'm not going to get into too much because it's going to be pretty spoilery. Okay, um, we'll talk about it after. We'll just say 
it's an audio experience. Oh, okay. And um, this this better be like the most well produced thing I've ever heard. I don't know. Runs we'll the see. gamut. Literal cassette tapes to like high production. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if it wasn't for this podcast and things that you've talked me into in the past, I would not have made this. So oh. thank you guys for uh for a hundred fun episodes. Woo woo. He's and, quitting. Uh, this is a suicide note. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is Adam's song. Oh um, rip. Um actually, do we talk about that yet? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we did. All right, so here is my uh, solo episode slash spinoff podcast. I'm not going to say yet. The following is a preview of a new production from Talk Me Into Studios. Hi. Uh, this is Jimmy Fitch. And I got arrested last night. Good evening. You're watching News 92. I'm David Melbourne. We have breaking story that internet personality James Fitch, known for the popular podcast called Talk Me Into, was arrested last night for the apparent theft of the automobile used in the major motion picture Back to the Future. The car was being held in storage near Fitch's hometown in Connecticut. He is currently being held at a bond of $20,000 and is awaiting trial. Uh, so I woke up in the uh, middle of the night to my door being bashed in saying they had an arrest warrant out for me which is weird because uh, you know it's me we have a warrant out for the arrest of James Fitch alright why did he have to bash my door in I have cats get down on the ground son of a bitch I think he stole my glasses out for this what am I being arrested for? Possession of a stolen vehicle. What? I own a 2015 Nissan Rogue. It's legitimately in the driveway. I can show you the registration. What about this 1984 DeLorean property in Universal Studios? What? Oh. Uh. That's cool as hell, but why is it in my driveway? You can explain that to the judge. You may think. Wow, Jimmy, what a badass. Stealing a cool car from a movie. But, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's not me. I'm too much of a loser to do anything that's, uh, remotely cool like that. We're standing outside James Fitch's home in Waterbury, Connecticut, where there was a tip by a local resident to the authorities that the reported stolen vehicle from Universal Studios was sitting in his driveway. We've reached out to Fitch's co-hosts of his popular podcast, but declined to give any statements at this time. I didn't even know that the car was stored anywhere around here. People know that my favorite movie is Back to the Future. I've I've owned, uh, I think, three separate copies of the trilogy over the years. I've been pretty public about my love for the franchise. I think somebody set me up. And I'm I'm gonna find out who. This is Who Framed Jimmy Fitch, a Talk Me Into production. My name is Drew Koslick, and I'm sitting here speaking with my colleague, Jimmy Fitch, who was mysteriously arrested about a week ago for a crime 
you claim that you didn't commit. Yeah, no, Drew, as, as much as I love the uh, legit Back to the Future DeLorean in my possession, there's, uh, yeah, there's no reasoning behind putting my freedom on the line. I think I would just get a ton of money to get a replica. Yeah, when you messaged me and you said that you were arrested, well, first of all, I was really confused. And then you said you'd been framed. And well, I didn't know what to think. Yeah, man, I'm, you can only imagine what was going on in my head at the time. Well, what was going on in your head? Uh, I was scared, obviously, but mostly I was just confused. I mean, I've I've never been arrested before, so that was a that was a new terrifying experience. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. I mean, did you have any interesting experiences while you were on the inside? Honestly, not really. I mean, it was just kind of what you saw on TV. They book you, they get your fingerprints, you get your phone call. And I sat there for a few hours before I got bailed out. And who bailed you out? Oh, uh, my, my buddy Cooper. Nothing from either of your co-hosts? Uh, I got one text that oh. basically said that the show is on hiatus until everything gets sorted out, uh, which is fine. I get it. But uh, I was kind of hoping for them to be a little bit more on my side with this. I mean, it kind of seems like they threw you under the bus there and just kind of left it to fend for yourself. I, I think the hiatus is the right direction for the time being. But yeah, we're uh, yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> so, Jimmy, you told me something pretty big saying you think you've been set up. Now, obviously, since you claim you didn't steal the Back to the Future car. Yeah, that's that's correct. So who do you think set you up? Uh, my ex, my ex, Stephanie, hands down. Oh, well, that's pretty definitive. What makes you say that? Because she would uh, literally find any way to fuck up my life. So I take you didn't have a amicable breakup, did you? Drew, I cannot possibly. At this moment, Jimmy goes off on a diatribe about his past relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Stephanie. It was honestly too vulgar to put in the show, and it does not have anything to do with why he thinks she set him up. So, yeah, she can uh, go fuck off, and I'm going to get the bottom of this. I mean, do you think you have any leads whatsoever that can uh, help clear your name? Uh, she left me this voicemail just over a week ago. I know I saw you at Target this morning, and you avoided me at every aisle. Are we seriously going to do this? I know you've been talking shit about me on your dumb podcast, and you're going to stop. Also, I'm going to f*** up your shit really bad. You're a coward, dude. F*** off. We reached out to Stephanie, but she would not pick up our calls. So obviously the authorities were involved. Were there any eyewitnesses or surveillance of anyone being around the DeLorean and taking it? Of course not. Uh, the storage facility surveillance systems were going through maintenance that particular night, so they were all down. Oof. And where I live doesn't have any surveillance either. It's, it's dope when people break into my car. I love it when it happens. Do you have any connection between your ex and the storage facility? I mean, how would she know when the cameras were down? I'm just kind of figuring that she's banging the security guard there or something. That's, uh... That's an interesting theory. So, yep. Uh, basically, the car disappeared in the middle of the night and showed up in front of my condo, which is why I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Because one, I don't want jail time. And two, I don't want to be ostracized from the community. Being the dude that stole the DeLorean, but it wasn't even me. What's up with that? I'm going to find out why she's doing this and I'm going to clear my name. 
so I just got an interesting phone call. Today's the day after I last spoke with Jimmy on this episode, and apparently, apparently Jimmy's been arrested again. It appears that James Fitch of the podcast Talk Me Into has been arrested for the second time. This week is for murder. Police found him driving away from the scene at his ex-girlfriend Stephanie Taylor's house moments after screams were reported, where she was stabbed approximately five times. Forensics matched his fingerprints on what appears to be the murder weapon. While being arrested, he had this to say. I'm innocent, you dumbasses. We had a nice chat. I cooked your dinner. That's why my prints are on the stupid knife. That's it. That's all. We had a nice time. Are those cries of an innocent man? We'll be keeping up with this story closely with News 92 in the coming weeks of this case. I believe Jimmy Fitch is an innocent man. These two instances are connected in some way, and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I know who he is. While he may not have a healthy relationship with his ex-girlfriend, I don't believe he can murder anyone. I mean, this is this is the man that bought the Back to the Future trilogy three times. I mean, would somebody like that have murderous intent? We'll get to the bottom of this. And as Doc Brown says, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Next week on Who Framed Jimmy Fitch. So yeah, I'm in jail now. Uh, time for a while. Obviously. Listen, dude. Uh, I'm glad you came over and we talked. It was honestly nice of you to cover me like you used to. Maybe we can talk some things over and work it out. Oh, uh, I think that's my door. Call me back when you have a second. Goodbye. So that was who framed Jimmy Fitch. You tricked. Uh, you left it on a cliffhanger, so we're forced to say yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh. So can I just say when that started and you were like, I got arrested last night. I thought 100% that this was real. Really? <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're cousins and we're friends, <laughs> but you still sometimes have like secrets that I don't know about. Secrets. and stuff. I mean, not secrets, but like, you know, you don't tell me everything. Right. I thought 100%. Maybe, I don't know, you got pulled over for DUI or something like that. Oh, and, my gosh. And you just made a podcast about it? Yeah. No, as soon as we had the idea of doing a spinoff podcast, I knew I wanted to do a true crime podcast. Oh, so it was really good. It hit every trope perfectly. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I would suggest that you change the name from Who Framed Jimmy Fitch to Oatmeal to Parody Cereal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's pretty no, good. let's. I like Jimmy. Because <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. And everything. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh. oh. Yeah. You're the only one of us that could have pulled that off, and I'm so glad you did. <laughs> it was yeah. really good. It was so good. And you got so much help from your friends. Yeah. Shout out to uh, my buddy Drew uh, from the Will and Drew Gaming Retrospective, uh, my buddy Cooper and his girlfriend Jillian. 
Um, and your ex, Stephanie Taylor? That was me. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. to my knowledge, Jimmy never dated someone named Stephanie. No, it was supposed to be my friend Steph, uh, but she backed out, so oh. I did it. It was good. Oh, thank you. And I was also the officer as well. Yeah, I could tell that. Yeah. That was awesome. We all had help on ours. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It was great, Jim. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I wanted it to be a little bit longer than that, but I think 10 minutes was like the perfect like time for that kind of thing. Well, it felt like one of those shorter premiere episodes right. of a true crime podcast. Where yeah, you, that's what I was shooting for. They're just trying to wet your whistle, get you engaged to come back for another one. Yeah. So I don't know who killed Steph. We'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> who stole I mean, the DeLorean also? Yeah, who stole the DeLorean that was apparently in storage in around my house. Yeah. yeah. Just a question. Yeah. Have you thought it through? If there were more episodes, would you go so Oh no, I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> you were but, just uh, focused on this? Yeah. Well, we don't know. Should there be more episodes of Who Framed Jimmy Fitch? Oh, I gotta ask the question. Boys, was Who Framed Jimmy Fitch greenlit? <gasps> Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. I like the length on it too, and I'm sure it took you a long time to do all that production. It, well, he's I think good. writing the script. Yeah, you have to remember, like, he's good. <laughs> I wrote the script in probably like two hours. Recording it was probably like a half hour. I know and yours then, was uh, the only one that was actually like scripted and performed, which is a yeah. whole added I had, layer. I had scripts for some of mine. <laughs> oh yeah, the script is going up on Patreon. I'll post that up there. I, I think that's a good idea. Too. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh. Spinoff awesome. episodes, boys. Wow, we all did it. We all got our spinoffs greenlit. And I'm sure we can guarantee that these will all three so now, be made all, we, exist. all yeah. we have to do is end talk me into. We're going our own way. Oh, yeah. No, the goal is to keep the main <laughs> show going <laughs> and have the spinoffs be successful. I don't know. That didn't happen for the uh, Tracy Ullman show, so yeah, we'll true. see. Yeah, the Tracy Ullman show is in its 31st season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Let's do it. I think we should take a moment to thank... Another group of people who have helped us get here, and that's the listeners, Aww. the fans. That's cute. I wouldn't have said that. Very I mean, true. we're doing pretty well. We are. We, we are. You know what? Listening to, well, first of all, listening to Dan's and Jimmy's and my absolutely fantastic idea. Um, we have a really, we have like the best podcast that makes no money. <laughs> we're like really good at putting out quality and not getting financially rewarded yeah. for it. Because there are so many podcasts that are worse than us that are rich literally making millions of dollars our half-ass spin-offs are better than a lot of podcasts <laughs> out there seriously yeah no like but you're right I, I i'm serious i mean when we look at the statistics every month we're growing in listeners which is something that really encourages us to keep doing this you know we come to you guys all the time and ask for your support to follow us to message us to join the patreon all those things but it is truly like the one thing like it's hard to put this much effort, time, money if we're not seeing any response. So we appreciate all of you who have engaged with us in the past yeah. and will continue to in the future because that's the, you know one of the main reasons why we come back and do this every week. Very true. Yeah. Next week, we're having less fun. We are? I mean, it's going to be good, but okay. it's not like this. Like, this is really fun. Yeah, this is like a party hat episode. Yeah, we yeah. are... Dan and I are teaming up to oh. talk Jimmy into... The HBO series, The Sopranos, wow. or if you're really from New Jersey, The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Bought myself a gun. <laughs> I'm excited for this because I bought the uh, the entire series on Blu-ray like a year ago. Such a Jimmy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're, we're like, like, we're going to do a Sopranos episode. So I'm don't like, watch it. Yeah. So, so that's been sitting great. on your shelf for like a year now. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to get to dig into it. Oh, finally. 
Dan. Yeah. Where can people find Talk Me Into on the internet? Oh, boy. Guys, we're on a lot of places online. We're just trying to get our name out there. We're on TalkMeIntoDot.com. We're on Twitter at TalkMeInto. Instagram, TalkMeIntoPod. You can find us on YouTube by searching TalkMeInto. And if you feel so inclined, you can always email us, TalkMeInto at gmail.com. Jimmy? Yeah. Where are you online? You can find me at Who Framed Jimmy Fitch. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N A V A F I T C H, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where I'll be doing some high quality production things on the YouTubes. Jeff, where can people find you? People can find Podcassette in my drawer with <laughs> next to dead batteries and a couple screws that go to different things. And you can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff of 5Fs, the number 27. Dan, where can people find you on this beautiful thing we call the internet? Guys, you can find me on Twitter with all the tweets. Danny underscore breakdown. We should do this last part together. It's episode 100. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank Thank you you for for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Woo! Another hundred more episodes. And then end. Because I don't want to do it anymore. I'm I'm going home. Bye, everyone. Yeah. show up after the break with a new case that looks exactly <laughs> the same it says written and directed by Quentin Tarantino and be like yes it does yeah okie dokie fellas alright Jimmy why don't you start this me? one me? let's <clears throat> you do it you do Jim it. B doing the big <laughs> one <laughs> apple boy over here <laughs> apple polisher yeah Um, who wants to bring up the yeah, Danny, old Danny boy. I just wanted to check real quick when this is airing. February. You... Oh, yeah. Late January, early February or something. I don't remember. Maybe January. I think it's late January. A couple of these are topical and I can't even talk about them. All right. What do you mean a couple of these are topical? We're not doing talking ourselves into. Oh, right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, let me think about how I want to launch this. Okay. I'm ready when you guys are. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, fellas. Expletive deleted. No, Jimmy, just cut it <laughs> off. <laughs> when I say her name is like in the middle of is, yes. just cut it off. That's what I'm going to play the clip. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll find out where it is. I don't remember. But more than just the YouTube clip, it went on a little bit longer. Yeah. This is going to be in the outtakes, but we really should do a full Talk Me Into episode on cassette tape and sell it. <laughs> okay. It's so good. Uh, nobody will buy it, but okay. Yeah, I'll buy it. Did you? I know you didn't, but did you save any outtakes from your stuff? He no, but I can find them. Oh. Because I have a couple from Brett that are... <laughs> okay. I, I have what's there. Oh, I forgot like to say there. this. Um, So the Let's Like Food is Brett's son, and that was his idea. Oh, I thought that was... Uh, Evie, no, because he's such a fan of talking uh, into. He's like, can we have funny. my son scream "Let's like food"? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I've got like ten minutes because he's Evie was like seven when she did that. Yeah, his he's son young, is right, like two and a half. So <laughs> I have like funny. ten minutes of Brett trying to get his son to scream "Let's like food," and some of them are great. <laughs> and you'll hear them right now. Yeah. No, no, you're gonna say, "Let's like food." No, I wanna do it like that. I, I wanna do it like. And say for food. Okay, we'll do both. Okay. Okay, when you're done chewing. Hey, let's go over here because we can hear mommy. Come here.
Okay, ready? No, don't take another bite. <sighs> okay, ready? You can do it with your mouthful, that's fine. Ready? Loud. Um. Okay, wait. Now, now uh, try try my version. Say, let's like food. Okay. Really clear. Let's like food. Okay. No, 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 can you pitch me lower? Your voice? Yeah, can you make me... Can you bring me down to, like, Fraser Kramer? <laughs> I, uh, no. Can you get me, like, to Niles Cream? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'll see, um, when we're all finished, I'll... In, in post-production, I Yeah, because, could... like, when I talk on the phone, people are like, is that Brett, like, a dude, or is that Brett, <laughs> like, a lady? Because, you know, the name goes either way. Right. So if you could if you could get me to Niles Crane, you'd make my well. We, I, my dream is like Fraser Crane. We we usually do run like a little um filter post that just cleans up like any ambient noise and stuff. Yeah, and I could set like frequency range. So yes, so well, you pitch me down. I won't pitch you down, but I'll I'll take <laughs> yes. some of that top end off. Yeah, okay. So you're not good. like as like squealier, whiny, nasally. Right. You, you know, don't have you know, to be as so you harsh. are. Yeah, <laughs> you're. We'll take some of that bitch voice off you. Um, <laughs> I didn't come here for this. Yeah, let me get a couple of readings on this sure. one too. Yeah, this is supposed to be your big dramatic moment. <laughs> the line must be drawn here. Yeah. <laughs> this far, no further. Yeah. All right, sorry. We'll get to the bottom of this. And as Doc Brown says, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, it sounds good. Maybe one more time, right. I would do it like, um, almost like. You're you're trying to convince yourself. Like, um, mm. I mm. I believe Jimmy Fitch is an innocent man. The, okay. These two instances are connected in some way. I'm gonna figure it out. So a little less, a uh, little less uh, bravado. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. What's the um? What's the topic of the episode? Uh, spinoff podcasts. That's the whole. Um, <laughs> basically, the episode of The Simpsons where they do a whole bunch of spinoffs. That's kind of yeah. what our uh, our intent is i'm so sorry jimmy so sorry all right let's see the car was being held in storage near fitch's hometown in connecticut he is currently being held <laughs> let me do that part again i'm sorry another hold up moments after screams were reported where she was stabbed approximately five times Ugh. okay part the Pull up the um. Here we go. Scrolling down. Scrolling down. Okay, here we go. Are those cries of an innocent man? We'll be keeping up. <laughs> Are these crimes of an innocent man? Let me see if those work. And if you have anything else, let me know. And I'll try to get Jill to do her lines tonight. Okay, I love you. I'm sorry. We're standing outside James's Fitch's home. James's Fitch's. <laughs>